<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey folks, it's Matt Zachary and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast out of patience right here on the Offscript Media Network. Hey, I'm Alora Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. Matt gets me. He knows I'm tired, annoyed, and sometimes pushed to the brink by the intense chaos of our lives right now. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. Conspiracy theorists and haters shall be neutralized on site. All right, Matt, let's get at it. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> no, you're not tired. You're so happy because I'm here. I'm happy you're here. Oh, good. I'm so Illuridatus. happy. Hello. In person back. Oh, I'm so happy to You be skipped here. three weeks on me. I did. I'm How so sorry. How dare you? I was traveling the world. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How was Kiev, by the way? <laughs> Actually, it's Kiev. It's Kiev. Kiev. Yes. I, it was, I've had a wonderful few weeks. And, and can I tell you what I've been doing now? I'm doing the first ever college visit with my son on Friday. Jesus. Right? Wow. And you know what? Because of fucking COVID... Normally, this is a thing that the whole family does to go visit a college together. What do they limit, like one parent or something? Yes. So now, like, I'm going to go with my son and I'm going to ask whatever questions I have. And then if we like the college, my husband's going to have to go on like a separate visit to the same college, which is so annoying. Wait, can't Eric just show up saran wrapped or something? Maybe he could. Or maybe we could like FaceTime him or something. I don't know. <laughs> Put him on an, iP an iPod robot. Yes, like, yes. Where he's FaceTiming on a robot on it's a broomstick. Just, I mean, this is our first one. So we're really just going to like get my son accustomed to college visits. But it, what's sort of funny is that all of the health discussions, of course, are going to be centered around COVID and what their COVID regulations are and all that. And I don't want to say I don't care about it. Of course, I care about it. But that is really not what's tops on my mind. Because, you know, you know, my son has narcolepsy. Right. And that presents a whole host of accommodations that he's going to need in college. And because it is such an unusual condition for a teenager to have, I guarantee the colleges have absolutely no idea what to do with it. Um, and I'm sure they have no protocols in place for it. So I'm going to have to walk them through what I think is a good idea. But I've never had a kid in college before. So I have no idea what to suggest for right. them. So yeah, this should be fun. So my week has been split between explaining to my children why they still have to wear fucking masks in middle school and fucking middle school. Oh. orientations and getting their Chromebooks, learning what their curriculum is going to be. They're taking computer science, but they don't quite explain what 
part of computer science they're taking? Is it coding or you learned it to turn like Apple PCs on from the 80s? Oh, I can answer this. Yeah. Do you know what they learn? Because my daughter is one year ahead of your kids. Is it typing? Uh, no, it's not typing. I wish it were typing. Yeah. No, they learn how to make uh, slideshows and then they learn how to create like very simple animation. Is that useful? No. No. Like, except for like maybe PowerPoints in an office job. But I'll tell you what, my daughter loves it. So, anyway. you, know, you know what we didn't learn about in middle school? COVID. Fucking COVID. <laughs> so I'm here in New York um, at, the, at the Offscript Media Studios and um, I've got my mask in my pocket. We better not have too much fun or we will be mandated in this building. Oh, my God. Offscript yeah. Media is going to impose a vaccine only in the door. Yeah. Policy. So, I mean, because uh, no one's here but me and Andrew and you on occasion. Yeah, but we're having fun, so that makes it a social. Thing. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. But we're not serving food, though, right? Not yet. No, because we're we're talking about this because, like, as of today, Tuesday, New York City is making this what is it, indoor dining, indoor entertainment mandatory masks or yeah. mandatory vaccines. Yeah. So Mayor De Blasio announced, I guess, I think today, um, an executive order that essentially all places that are geared towards socialization and recreation, so like restaurants, bars, performance spaces, sports arenas, concert halls, anything like that, where you're going to be there for a long time and you're there for like a social reason, um, any of those kind of places, you can only come in if you are vaccinated and show proof of vaccination. So what about like Barbershops and beauty salons. What what are those count as? I think those are those do definitely do not fall under this mandate because just regular businesses that you're there to get a service or you're there to buy something, they're not part of this. Like it is, FedEx, Kinkos kind of stuff. No, no. Supermarkets, Target, Macy's, even though you might spend a long time there, the purpose of those establishments is not primarily social, uh, unlike a restaurant or a bar or a concert hall where right. you're there for entertainment. So like retail transactional stuff isn't considered like entertainment. Right, right. So, you know, these are essentially all kind of fun services that you don't, ha no one, no one has to go to a concert. You know, you don't have to go to a restaurant in the way that you have you to buy food. you kind of need to go to a mall in the supermarket every exactly, now and then. Those exactly, things. Understood. So, I, and I imagine that, that the reasoning behind this Part of it has to do with risk and part of it has to do with the legality of how legal is it going to be to restrict people from going into various kinds of businesses. Um, I, I wonder if the thinking in New York City is that, look, so many people here are vaccinated that it's not really going to do much for the ultimate turnout in these places. It's not really going to hurt the businesses. Because, for example, if you own a Broadway theater um, and you say, OK, vac vaccinated only people. Broadway had already taken that step to do that on their own. And any businesses that maybe weren't going to do that but now are forced to do that, whatever business loss they have from patrons who would have come but now can't because they're unvaccinated, they may see an increase in business from folks that are now going only because it's vax only. Who were hesitant beforehand and now exactly. are, have a more of an assurance. Exactly. Because I know that for me, it would certainly make a difference that that if I knew going into a theater ahead of time, everyone is going to be vaccinated, it makes me feel much better about going into that theater. We should put the vax on sticker, like the restaurant A, B, C, D grade on all the places that are vax only. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I wonder if they will do that, that they that there'll be like a, a uniform kind of no shirt, no shoes, no vaccine, no service. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know the interesting thing here is that 
the executive order went into effect today, but it's not going to be enforced until September. And the reason for that is that the city is cognizant of the fact that private businesses need some time to train their staff in how to execute this, you know, because now it's going to be up to the businesses to get some kind of procedure to check people's vaccination cards, to know which ones are real. And to prepare for a whole new degree of Karens. Yeah, right. To prepare for all kinds of confrontation. Um, I really wonder what that's going to be like for these people working in private businesses who now have this really elevated step of having to deal with this and having to confront customers. You know that I go to a small community pool club, and I've seen how difficult it is to train our staff members who are largely teenagers in turning people away if, for example, they they haven't paid their membership dues or something. Right. So this is the same thing. Like, it falls on the people at the front lines of these businesses to interact with the public and say, I'm sorry, you can't come in. And I I can see it being really stressful. It's like the worst of customer service. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder now if this is going to become an additional expense for some businesses who will then have to hire extra staff to check the vaccination records, to train people in how to recognize a correct, you know, an authentic vaccination card. And, you know, you can't just hire anyone to be at the front door of... We need vax bouncers. Exactly. You need vax bouncers. So I wonder if that's going to become a job. We need to start that today. Vaxbouncers.com. Yes, Vaxbouncer training. Dude. Oh, let's get on that. Oh, my God. We just discovered a whole new enterprise. Oh, my God. Niche market enterprise. Yes. Oh, my God. Vaxbouncer. You heard it here, folks. Yes, you heard it for uh, right of first use. And and, and like I I could see already the wheels in my head are turning. I'm going to come up with a program to explain to people legally but firmly to turn away unvaccinated people, what to say, what kind of customer service to give, and how to make sure you uphold the mayor's mandate. So my head goes and spins around free market enterprise that when we were in the lockdown, the one thing we wanted to get the economy back, to get people shopping again and doing things again, and we're now at risk for like not another shutdown per se. We don't want to, I think we're not going to do that again, but we're now risking small businesses from being vectors and making everything worse, would these businesses prefer to get guaranteed business with a mandate or risk having to be shut down or go outdoor only again long term if things get worse? What's the over under on the economics? So, you know, I don't know that, but what I do imagine the answer is going to be there is that it depends on where we're talking about. And what the business is. Because we've seen many gyms and uh, workout places that refuse to enforce mask mandates. And I'm sure they're going to refuse to enforce vaccination mandates. And they're going to say, well, our people want to come in and work out. They don't want to be vaccinated. And we're protecting them. And that's the perception. But if you think about that's very different than, for example, a restaurant where you have different people in there every night. It's not the same faces day after day. Um, So in that situation, it may be helpful for the business to comply with a vaccination mandate. So my guess is that it's going to depend on where we're talking about because certain pockets of New York City have better vaccination rates than others. Like, I bet you there's going to be problems on Staten Island, where we're from. Yes, there will be. You know, you saw those people turn out in droves to protest that the bar was shut down. Right, that was the the guy that refused to ban indoor 
dining. Yeah. I mean, and they've, they've got the freaking, you know, city council reps over there in Staten Island that are like fighting for the right to die from COVID. <laughs> God. Uh, it's so my, ridiculous. Yeah. But, but then in other places, I bet you if you come to Manhattan where I see people are out on the street, you know, walking around, not even in near another person and still masked, I'm sure that those people are going to be more than happy to comply with the vaccination mandate because there's so much potential for it, for it to ease people's minds and bring more business in. It's a fascinating – this whole thing is cultural anthropology. We're like a live Petri dish every day of the week in how society is going to respond to this. And I mean – for what it's worth, I, I kind of like it. I don't think it's going to shame anyone into getting vaccinated. They'll just figure out a way to go to some other place that's going to let them Maybe. in and cheat it. Yeah, you but, could be, that could be right. You know, like, but I wanted to go to Broadway, but I don't want to get vaccinated. Oh, sorry, Miguel, Lin-Manuel, wherever you are. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the names of these people. <laughs> but yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, sorry, Lin. I'm not it. coming to see Hamilton. I was going to pay that $600 a ticket, but now I'm not. Everything that your entire play stands for, I'm against. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to stay home. No, but it, it is, I think you're right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Speaking of Petri dishes, for our second segment, I, I was very excited when our producer brought this to my attention, that music festivals are returning. Not the Sturgis Rally. No, but <laughs> no sooner did Lollapalooza come back. And who knew that was a thing again? I had no idea. That like, that... is Lilith Fair back too? I don't think so. But is like Pearl Jam performing at Lollapalooza? I have no idea. No, no. It's like a bunch of bands I've never heard of. Woodstock 2021? Yeah, I don't know. No. But music festivals are, th there've been two really big ones. So Lollapalooza happened in Chicago at the end of July and the Rolling Loud Music Festival uh, was someplace else. Don't ask Who me. Who names these things? I, I I don't know. I really The Rolling Loud Festival? It's a terrible name. Lollapalooza is a great name. That's a great name. Yeah. Rolling Loud is horrible. Get a copywriter, people. Yeah. I mean, it also sounds like Rolling Rock. Yeah. Like I don't, it's just everything wrong. But um, I mean, each of these events had like 100,000 people that came and, and our producer, Bree, went to Lollapalooza in Chicago. Ah. Yeah. So we have like an inside track on it. My God. And, you know, it was very interesting. So Lollapalooza had uh, vaccine mandates that you had to show a proof of vaccination or you had an alternative that you could show a recent negative COVID test right. before coming in. And, um, and of course, like it, it was difficult because they had to have like a whole bunch of people checking everybody's cards on the way in. Right, and, right. You know, that was difficult. Um, at Lollapalooza... The, I think it was the deputy mayor of Chicago went in like undercover ah. to see if she would get found out for not having a vaccination card. And they did find her. Wow. And people got arrested for having fake vaccine cards. Wow. Um, How do they tell the difference? I mean, just as a sidebar, just yesterday. I have no idea. That they the, the U.S. Customs people busted some Chinese import with like 3,000 fake uh, CDC cards. Cards. Do you think that there's like a hologram that just you and I can't see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need like a, you got to put the black lead over it. So it's get, they're not going to do that. No, they're not. I have no idea. Maybe they're just really they're finding the really bad forgeries that anyone can tell. Right. Like it doesn't say CDC. It says like CDQ or something. <laughs> I don't, but, it's in. No, it's in Comic Sans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! This it's, doesn't look right. <laughs> it's like there's a there's a scene in the Simpsons movie where 
<laughs> fucking hate along. comic fans. No, they, they, they pull up to a stop sign, but Homer Simpson made the stop sign and he forgot the word T. And and Wiggum says like, there's something funny about that stop sign. <laughs> That's the Comic Sans version oh my of, God, this, I love of it. the CDC cards. Fantastic. But wait, you know what Bree said, though? She said, oh, yeah, they absolutely checked to see if you had a vaccination card. But they didn't check to see if the person's name on the vaccination card Max actually your matched ID. your ID. Oh, God. <laughs> IP freely. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great, great job, guys. Uh, but but interestingly. Yes, I am Joanna Man. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Amanda Huggins. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, but so these these concerts happened at the end of July. So far, there's been no reports that they were super spreader events. Um, so hopefully they were not. You know, they are outdoor events. Right. But I'll tell you. So I went myself with our friend Karen to a Guns N' Roses concert last week. And I was so, I know I was so excited to be at this concert because it had been rescheduled from last summer. I was so thrilled to go. I was so thrilled that it was, you know, being held. And I, I got to the concert venue, which was at Giant Stadium. So outdoor, but a zillion people. And it was like not until my ass landed in the seat did I realize, oh, my God, I'm terrified to be here because there's all these people here. And they didn't do the the vaccination screenings like no. at Lollapalooza? No, they did. They did nothing. And uh, they, they made so sure. Come you as you are. Come as you are. Right. That's Nirvana. Yeah, but sorry. yes. But yeah, I mean, they welcome to the jungle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's basically Literally. what it was like. They were like, welcome and settle up. Um, Need a little patience. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah. So, and. I was, I have to say, like, I was really nervous while I was there. And the whole time I was there, I kept saying, God, I really hope this wasn't a terrible idea to come to this. I mean, of course, I'm vaccinated. Um, but I mean, I don't know if was the guy anyone next to wearing me. masks that you could see in the stands. So not not during the concert. People were wearing masks as they were walking through the hallways to get back to the parking lot. Right. People were wearing masks in the bathroom, but really no one was wearing masks as we were sitting in the seats. Um, and, and, you know, when you're sitting in the seats, you're mostly next to the people that you came there with. Yeah, so yeah. I knew that they were all vaccinated. Um, but it, and we weren't super close, but, you know, there were a zillion people there. Um, so I really wait. Were you dancing with Mr. Brownstone? I, I was, and uh, Mr. Brownstone was vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> also, this just in: Axel Rose, he can't move anymore at all. Yeah, I, I saw pictures of the guy. He looks better than he did in the past pictures, you know. But he can't pull off that slither snake move from the eighties. Literally can't move. Yeah, possibly because he's wearing like sixteen million inch long cowboy boots that are oh dear. really, really problematic. He can't get away with that anymore, Kenny. No, he looks ridiculous. Yeah, but um, but he sings well still. You know. <laughs> For an 80-year-old guy. Yeah. He's only 57. I know. Yeah. He looks 100, doesn't he? 100. But Slash doesn't. Slash doesn't Wait, so anyway. what's your takeaway of this concert? Did you walk away terrified? Did you? Has there been any reports of like it being a cesspool of COVID inbreeding? There have been no reports um, on anything, any kind of like, again, super spreading thing or anything like that. Um, you know, walking away from it, my feeling was I probably – should have really thought about this before I went um, and not just been so thrilled that it was being held, but also feeling like, okay, look, I'm vaccinated. I'm going to feel okay about being vaccinated and just kind of cross my fingers. So what is happening though, I don't know if you're following this, Matt, that some artists are making their own rules and saying that they're not allowing you in their concerts unless you're vaccinated. Isn't that the venue's decision, not theirs? 
the artists don't have to perform. They can make it part of their rider with the venue. Very interesting. Yeah. So like Fish and the Killers and the Foo Fighters and John Mayer, um, you know, he doesn't want your body to be a wonderland. <laughs> He's like, your body better be vaccinated. Yeah, they've decided like, listen, this is what's happening. You're vaccinated or we're not doing the concert. Um, but I like that. That's really too. free market. I That's really the economy speaking for itself. I agree. I think it's great. Don't need a credit card to ride this train. Where is Huey Lewis these days? Oh my, he's deaf now. Oh, that's so sad. Well, not deaf, but you know, he can't perform. The Rip Huey Lewis hearing. <laughs> the power of what? <laughs> um, but you know, since since we're talking about mandatory vaccinations, and you know, whether it's individuals or businesses, or whether it's a government mandate, um, I thought it would be a perfect time for our Sir moment. Do we have theme music for Sir moment? No, but we should. We should have theme music. Sir Moment. How that? Sir Moment. <laughs> Sir Moment. What was that? By Menon. <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sir Moment no. time. Yeah. So this is our Sir Moment. Remember, you know, this is our incredible opportunity to pose questions to Sirmo's 1.3 million physicians out there and get some answers back. So here are our survey results for this week. We asked doctors whether they believe that there should be mandatory vaccinations for healthcare workers um, with exemptions for medical reasons. And 49% of doctors said there should be mandatory vaccinations for healthcare workers with exemptions for medical reasons. 54% of physicians said vaccinations should be made mandatory for all public and private sectors for the common good of the country. So that's a lot. That's a majority of doctors are saying Mandatory vaccinations for everyone. Uh, 33% of physicians believe healthcare workers who decline to be vaccinated should be suspended until they are vaccinated. Hell yes. Uh, however, 25% of doctors believe that healthcare workers are aware of the risks and should be allowed to choose if they want to be vaccinated or not. That To me, that strikes me as a high number. A quarter of the doctors think you should just leave it up to the nurses to see if they should get a vaccine or not. So Hippocrates is rolling over in his Greek grave at the idea that you take a pledge to do no harm and yet you pose harm to people who you're trying to help. Yeah. I, you know, I say this all the time about the Hippocratic Oath, um, which, by the way, that's only doctors. Nurses take a different one. They right. take the Florence Nightingale Oath. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, the logic gets me because if you are a doctor or a nurse and you believe that the vaccine potentially is harmful, so much so that you're not going to take it for yourself. How do you then justify giving it to someone else? Right. Because either it is or it is not harmful. And if it is harmful enough that you're not taking it, how I don't understand how you could give it to somebody else. It just doesn't make any sense. But well, we clearly know the 1.3 million members of Surma are listening to the show. I certainly hope so. And we want to know if you're a doctor and you prescribe medication and you recommend the vaccine and you yourself don't want to get it, how do you square that circle? Yeah. We want to know. I want to know. But here's the most important statistic in my mind that that was part of our survey with Sermo last week, which is 72% of physicians surveyed believe that people who are unvaccinated are increasing the risk for themselves and their families for contracting COVID-19. Doesn't so, that just seem logical? Yeah, it, it is. But it's like people don't want to believe that if you're unvaccinated, that it affects other people. But of right. course it does. You know, of course it affects other people. It's not just about you. Right. Your actions impact 
other people. You are a determinant of other people's outcomes. Yeah. So when people say things like, I'm not worried, uh, you know, I don't need to get vaccinated now because everyone around me is vaccinated. I've heard that many times. 72% of doctors disagree with you. They believe that you choosing to remain unvaccinated not only puts yourself at risk, but puts other people at risk. That's three out of four dentists. I know. That's right. Not four out of five, just three out of four. Three out of four. <laughs> that fifth dentist, man, I tell you. Do you remember that line in the, the pilot episode of Friends? That was like one of the first lines that they gave Chandler. That someone comes, Ross comes in and says, guess what? He said, the fourth dentist showed up and now Trident is recommended by everybody. <laughs> it made me watch the show. I was like, that's, that's hysterical. It was brilliant. Um, but that is that is our Sir Moment for this week. All right. Sir Moment. <laughs> All right. We're going to be back right after this, taking a break for some ads. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back with our third segment. I'm really excited to talk about this because I'm skirting the line on where my empathy meter runs out. Yes. I, and we've talked about this before about like, well, what do you do with the people in your life that are still not getting vaccinated? By choice. By choice. Right. Not because right. they've gotten medical advice not to be vaccinated. Yeah. We, because make it can't. clear. If, if you have been told to not get it by your doctor or you are literally at risk where it would do more harm than good and you know to self-isolate and do all the right things for society, we're not talking to you. We're talking to the people that are healthy and eligible and could pose a risk to other people who say, no, OAN is correct. Tucker Carlson <laughs> is right. This is a violation of my civil liberties and I don't give a crap about anything but myself. Yeah, that's exactly those people who, by the way, are for some reason choosing not to just stay home. Right. Like, I don't understand. If you're so afraid of the vaccine, just you always have the option to just stay home. That doesn't have any side effects. Right. But, you know, I don't know, like shutting the fuck up doesn't have any side effects. <laughs> you can always just do that. That's also gluten-free. Right. So. <laughs> shutting the fuck up is, that's your t-shirt. Shutting the fuck up is also gluten-free. <laughs> Calorie-free. I'm gluten -free. making coffee cups today. <laughs> that's got to be on my coffee cup. 
Um, but anyway, so BuzzFeed, who I, I just, I love BuzzFeed because anytime I have some kind of irritating thing on my mind, BuzzFeed has a listicle to go with it. Yeah. 20 things on Amazon you never knew you needed. Right. I love it. That That's cut fruit. fruit. <laughs> Yeah. On a Wednesday. Oh, oh my God. I just <laughs> bought this mango cutter that is unfucking believable. <laughs> it's amazing. It looks a lot like a vagina, but it cuts. What? <laughs> now amazing. that's a listicle. <laughs> it does. It cuts a mango. It's amazing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so the article is 20 reasons that vaccine skeptics changed their mind and got vaccinated against COVID. So we're not going to read you all 20 reasons, but I'll tell you some of the things, the trends within these reasons that really stuck out to me. Um, you had a bunch of people who were concerned about side effects, not because they had any specific reason, but just sort of generally they had been worried about side effects. And then they sort of realized that if they ever wanted to be really certain about the side effects, they'd essentially have to stay inside for like a decade. Right. But, you know, and they were like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, medically speaking, my research has shown that most side effects from vaccines of any kind or any kind of medication are they present within about six months of taking the vaccine. So at this point, if there were serious side effects from the COVID vaccine, we would probably be seeing them now from people who have been vaccinated. Yeah, haven't there been like a billion shots worldwide so far? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and the thing is, if you think about how we make determinations about side effects from other things, you know, birth control pills and heart medicine and whatever, um, you know, we, we know that pretty much shortly after whatever it is comes to market. Like, remember remember what happened with Accutane? Yeah. Right? Because that was like when we were adolescents, everybody started taking Accutane for acne. And then like very quickly on, it came out that it was causing massive problems and birth defects and all kinds of craziness. Right. But they figured it out quickly and it got off the market quickly. Right. But you mentioned birth control. We talked about birth control months ago on the show. That predisposes you to all sorts of chronic situations. Oh, yeah. There are some serious side effects with birth control. And many, many, many women still take it. And I'm not, I, I mean, I was on birth control myself for like decades. Yeah. And um, it's but kind it's of a choice. You have a to choice. know what your risks are. Yeah. You weigh the risks and you say, okay, what's my family history of having any of these things? And what's my lifestyle? And I know that for myself, I always looked at it and said, well, you know, I'm a non-smoker and I don't have family history of certain kinds of cancer. So the benefits just outweigh the risks and that's the end of it. Right. And I, and I honestly like didn't even think about it, which is so interesting because in it, in a vaccine situation, people tend to be, I think, more dramatic about how they perceive the risk of side right, effects. Right, right. I don't know if that's because maybe there's a needle involved. Maybe. Or because, like, I don't know, there's no sex involved. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, so that was that was like one batch of people. Um, then there were other people that were sort of pressured by folks around them. So for example, one woman said, my grandmother had been very skeptical, but then when I told her, Graham, you can't see my newborn baby because you're not vaccinated, then Graham changed her mind. And and I've so heard- So got, got, once it got personal. Once it got personal and someone said, you can't do something until you do this. I'm not letting you do it. And um, I know that I have relatives who said that they didn't want to get vaccinated, but then when they found out that they couldn't travel, then they just got vaccinated. Which again, seems illogical to me because it's sort of like, if you think it was going to hurt you, then traveling would is somehow- more important than it hurt. It's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like well, you have- it's esoteric until it's put in pers- to perspective for you as a person. I guess. And then people just feel like, all right, well, I'll, I'll risk it because I know that I'll be missing out on something if but I don't But also do that it. sounds more personal than you can't go to the bowling alley. 
True. Right, right. It's very personal. It comes from the inside. And, and I do – I agree that probably the most important kind of influence is going to come from an immediate family member right. who is saying, I'm drawing the line. I'm not allowing you to do this until you're vaccinated because it's that meaningful to me. Right. So, yeah, I think, I think that's so a good lesson for us. family peer pressure. Yeah, family peer pressure. And then there were there were several people who who basically said I changed my mind because I saw someone dying of COVID. Um either I saw a video or I saw a friend or family member die of COVID-19. And to me that's so interesting because it to me it seems like well what did you think we were here doing? Did you right. think we were doing this just for no reason? Of course that was the reason. Um vaccine remorse. Right, right. But that's I, the I, thing. I I wonder if Perhaps some people need to see in in sort of real time with real faces someone getting sick before they believe it's true. I, I think I was talking to Andrew earlier, and um, I think people just have different thresholds for when something becomes real to them. Yeah. Um, and, and and look, that's fair. We're we're all different people, and we have different things that have you know emotional impact on us. So. Just like I could potentially read something once and remember it, somebody else might have to read it five times before they remember it, that people's brains work differently and we take in information differently. I mean, I remember, again, on the show, maybe even last year when we first started it, that people in the hospital on the ventilators were in denial that they actually had COVID. Yes, I remember that. They wouldn't even believe what the doctors and nurses were telling them. Why am I hooked up to this? I don't have COVID. A lot of that is like, you know, your brain sort of protecting you from from different kinds of fear and trauma right. and stuff like that. So, I mean, I just think that it's important to remember that, you know, you may be a force for good in the world of vaccination by approaching the topic with different people, you know, from multiple angles. Right. I, I have to share with you my favorite. If the vaccine turned out to be like the one from I Am Legend, I'd rather be the vampire than the one running from the vampire. So then I got my shot. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because but that's not what the movie was about. It wasn't a vaccine based on a virus. They had engineered something to help cure cancer. Right. And then and then so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But I cancer I, vampires, you know, in, in reality, it's funny. I think that that logic is the logic that made me not be vaccine hesitant. Because essentially what I said is everyone I know is doing this. If something terrible happens, it's going to happen to all of us. I might as well just go yeah, do it, the figure thing. it out later. Yeah. And and for, because, you know, it could have a side effect, I guess. But everybody else seems fine. What are the odds? I'm not going to be fine. Right. And um, and even though, you know, intellectually and scientifically, I thought about it on a kind of more serious level than that. I think that knowing that everyone was doing it was actually a, a big factor for me. That it made me not feel nervous, even though I might, maybe I would have gone and gotten the vaccine anyway, because in my brain, I knew it was the right thing. Right. I might have felt nervous, but I think that that kind of assuaged any fear I might have. I want to do an asterisk before we close out that there's natural hesitancy to anything in medicine and science for many communities. So this, these are not communities that I believe are consciously saying, get the government out of my, you know, whatever. They're not denying science. They have a natural skepticism because of how they've been treated in society and medicine over the last several decades. Sure. And that is a massive barrier. Yeah. And it's this. not, and it's not irrational. You know, right. I think that's important. It's not yes, irrational. It is not irrational. It is the, it is the irrational people that we are scathing at. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, just by saying like, you know, 
I'm not going to just trust anything that anyone says. You know, just because everyone thinks it or everyone around me says it doesn't mean that it's correct. I could still be the victim of, you know, a government conspiracy against me. Or so. I mean, it, it, it's happened before. But the know? data still holds up and we'll close with this statistic that I'm making up on the spot. <laughs> the majority of people who remain unvaccinated for irrational reasons are likely white male Republicans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are driving what doctors are saying is creating more risk for friends and family around them, including themselves. And those are the people that we're really speaking to when we say, get your head out of your ass. Think about yourself. Think about your family. Think about the world and safety. And if you don't necessarily trust me, but go ask your doctor and trust your doctor. Nobody's right. doctors are out there saying don't get vaccinated unless you have some kind of specific uh, reason not to. Right. But, you know, go do what your doctor says. You trust your doctor if you're sick. You trust your doctor for other reasons. Trust your doctor now. So on this episode of Me versus We, <laughs> Vax on. Vax on, folks. Vax on, Vax off. Actually, I was ending this episode thinking about all of the shows I'm going to go to in Manhattan and not worry about it because everyone in the theater will be vaccinated. It makes me incredibly happy. So Ticketmaster, here I come. Dear Hugh Jackman, Music Man. That's all I That's have all to I gotta say. say. That's all I got to say. 76 drumones. All I right, come. folks. Mary and the Librarian right here with me, Lauren <laughs> Annos. All right, Howard. <laughs> God, rip Meredith Burgess. Love that guy. All right, folks, we're out. All right. See you next time, guys. That's all for today, folks. If you like today's show, the conversation continues on Twitter at VaxonPod. That's V-A-X-O-N pod. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends to listen. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Media. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. Our senior producers are Brianna Seely and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seely. Our theme music is by Chair Model. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit offscript.com.